This is Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors, episode 62, five mistakes to avoid when figuring out your purpose and living your dharma. Aloha. My name is Ali Lothane. I've been empowering and inspiring others through yoga for over 15 years, specializing in yoga for teens. If you are ready to live life to the fullest and love it along the way, Let's enjoy the journey together. Ahoy to my friends in Czechia and a big hello, happy Monday to everyone else. I am so excited to talk with you one more week about living your purpose, discovering your dharma. I feel so passionate about it because I want you to find your voice. I want you to embrace your unique gifts and live your truth. Doing so will bring more fulfillment and joy in your daily life, and it will help lift humanity as a whole. We waste so much time, energy, and money trying to do things the way other people do them, to dress like other people dress and be like other people, comparing and compromising who we truly are just feeds into the notion that we are not enough. And that is the last thing I want for you to feel. Dr. Sue Mortar wrote in her book, Energy Codes, our problem as humans isn't that we are inadequate, wrong, or broken. Our problem is that we believe we are. This fundamental misconception underlies every other problem, dysfunction, and pain we have. Okay? So when we don't take time to discover our dharma and live our truth, it's like we are constantly trying to put our square shape into a round hole. And it feeds into this feeling of not enough. I am not complete, right? So I hope that you have had fun taking a personality test or two. I hope you have checked out Carol Tuttle's energy profiling and started to identify the incredible qualities and strengths you were born with. And I hope you've been asking yourself Deepak Chopra's three questions. Who am I? What do I want? How can I serve? Have you picked three words to try on that feel like they embody your dharma and your purpose in this life? Knowing these three words will help you move through life with more intention and purpose. They will change how you show up for work, how you show up as a parent, how you show up for that board meeting or that PTA, whatever it is, wherever your sphere of influence is. And there are five things we tend to do that kind of just mess up our journey to discovering our dharma and living it. So today, I want to share with you five don'ts. The number one thing, don't ask other people's opinions or advice. The minute you finish taking a personality test, it's so tempting to ask someone or to post on your social media, does this sound like me? Is this what I'm really like? We ask for people's opinions all the time. I just asked my daughter for advice on what shoes I should wear to pair with my outfit yesterday, right? Like, we all do it. We ask about what we should do in a relationship or where the best place to buy things are. But asking people what your purpose is and what your path should look like and how you should pursue your life is like asking the blind to lead the blind. Yeah, It is actually kind of easier not owning our own life, experiences, and our own decisions. It's easier having someone else make dinner for us instead of figuring out 
how to make the time, how to buy the ingredients, what we need to do, follow the instructions and cook it for ourselves and maybe fail and learn along the way, right? Way easier to have someone make us dinner than to do it ourselves. But then we aren't growing and learning. Believe in yourself. Love and accept your unique self. Love and accept who you are. Make decisions for yourself. Not to please this person or that person or because you believe this is what you should do or supposed to do. Make decisions for yourself. This helps us learn to cultivate our own discernment. Ask yourself, is this right? And listen. This develops more self-confidence, courage, and clarity. And it is hard when we're in a space of the unknown. I absolutely just want someone to tell me what I should do next in my business or what, you know, and on and on. But then I'm not taking that time to seek self-revelation. Okay? Knowing things for yourself, cultivating discernment. It engenders confidence, courage, and clarity. So number one, don't ask for other people's opinions or advice. Number two, don't skip your grounding routines and rituals. We all tend to function on default in the lower brain realm, okay? When I say we function default, it's like when we are in autopilot, we choose actions that do one of the three things. We do things that avoid pain, that save energy, or we do things to seek pleasure. That's kind of our default. This might look like distracting ourselves endlessly on social media or numbing ourselves to avoid feeling uncomfortable feelings or making difficult decisions and changes. This could look like not taking time to figure out a problem or choosing to not exercise because we just don't feel like it. This could look like wondering when are we going to get our next sugar fix, our caffeine hit, or when do I get to go play on my device and binge watch my next show, right? All of these things will leave us wanting more and never truly satisfy and never give us lasting peace. Discovering our life purpose and living our truth involves tapping into our higher brain our divine self or our higher self. Purpose is a matter of the soul and we have to take time to sit in it, to do grounding routines and rituals to help us discover what our dharma is and to stay and operate in that higher self space. Okay, what habits, routines, and rituals do you do to take a break from the noise, the opinions of others, and all the doing, doing, doing. How do you practice being? How do you practice being present, cultivating self-discernment and personal revelation? Do you face Mecca and pray five times a day? Do you touch a mezuzah on your way into your home and kiss the fingers that touched it? 
Do you regularly visit a temple, synagogue, church, or mosque? Do you use incense or essential oils to help you focus in the now moment? Or maybe you use something tactile like mala beads when you meditate or prayer beads when you pray. Chanting, singing, playing an instrument, studying scripture, praying, doing yoga. If you are a member of the Church of Latter-day Saints, you're reading your patriarchal blessing on a regular basis. That is a grounding practice. Or perhaps you don't belong to a specific religion, but you have a special place in your home or at a nearby green space where you make time to be still, meditate, contemplate, journal, rest. All of these things help you tap into your inner light, your inner divine, your intuitive voice. All these things will help you discover your dharma and stay living in your purpose. Setting aside one day a week where you take a break from your normal daily doing and give yourself time to rest, recharge, revisit your goals, and recommit to your higher self is a gift to yourself and is essential to feeling lasting peace. Okay? So number two is don't skip out on your grounding routines and rituals. Number three, don't focus on how you will make money living your purpose. Remember what I talked about last week, how Deepak Chopra told his children, I don't want you to worry about what college you're going to get into or how you're going to make money. I want you to focus on living your purpose and all the things that you need will come to you. I call this the consider the lilies mentality. Jesus Christ taught his followers the same principle when he pointed out the breathtakingly beautiful white lilies in the field. And basically he said, why are you so anxious about how you will clothe yourself and provide for yourself? Look at those lilies in the field, how they grow and they flourish and they're beautiful. They don't toil and stress and spin in toxic thoughts of scarcity and worry. All their needs are taken care of. Those are just simple flowers. Can you imagine how much more God desires to take care of you and prepare for your needs? If you would just stop worrying. It is so, so hard not to lead with money on the mind. My own husband has been trying to figure out what to do in his career and providing for his family is at the forefront of every decision that he makes. And for sure, in starting my own business, I've put a lot of undue pressure on myself to make money. And that is what that focus does. It puts pressure on ourselves. It puts stress. And we find that our decisions are weighty. And there's a heaviness to our actions. We feel like we need to prove something or do something or see a certain result. When we lead with money on the mind, it sucks the joy out of doing And there are plenty of billionaires that are unhappy and unsatisfied. So why do we want to spend our time wanting their life and trying to make that kind of money? People are confused to what it really means to manifest abundance. Manifesting is not some fad hashtag designer clothes or hashtag dream house and island vacation. True abundance 
is finding joy and fulfillment in the life you are leading today. Months ago, I was burning the candle on both ends and feeling rushed to make ends meet, you know, to try and pay off this debt. And I just, I was trying, I was feeling totally burned out. And I checked in with myself, who am I? Like, what do I want? What do I really want here? How do I want to feel in this business? How can I serve? Basically, why am I doing what I'm doing? You know? And the answer was to help people. That's what I'm doing. That's why I do what I do. Because when we embrace our purpose, we inherently will help other people. So if you focus on helping people first, like the lilies of the field who bring joy just for existing, you will feel fulfillment and satisfaction regardless of how much money is in the bank and your needs will be provided for. So instead of thinking, oh, I'm really good at this thing, now how do I make more money doing it? What if we thought, I am really good at this thing, how can I help more people doing it? Okay, so don't lead with money on the mind. Number four, don't confuse your dharma and life purpose with your role, title, a project, or an accomplishment. And I know I've said this a lot, (laughs) okay, but it's so firmly ingrained in us, it's hard to separate. And I'm going to share with you an experience that I had um, in talking with my husband over the last couple weeks, and he gave me permission to share some of our conversations that we had. So about a week or so ago, I asked my husband to sum up his purpose in three words, just like I've been asking you to do. And he immediately said, make my family happy. That was his purpose. To which I responded, I kind of just teased him a little bit. And I said, okay, babe, but to start with, that's four words. (laughs) You know, that's not even three words. But I said, but how, Andy, how do you parent in a way that brings happiness to your family? How do you parent that is different than me or anyone else? What is one of your superpowers that you use as a parent? And I love that he didn't just brush me off. I love that he really thought about it. And a moment later, he responded, peacemaker. And I was like, yes, yes, that is what I'm talking about, babe. Oh my goodness, yes, that word absolutely describes you. It describes one of your gifts that comes so naturally to you. You bring so much peace comfort and connection, not only to our family and our home, but in the callings that you've served in. And I mean, think about how many fires you've put out at work because you are an incredible peacemaker. And then I challenged him. I said, okay, now think of two more words. And he kind of just, you know, chuckled and rolled his eyes at me, right? But maybe many of you are like my husband. He wears so many different hats and he struggles to make time for himself. And taking time for introspection, like it isn't a very comfortable place to sit in for him. It's not something he's going to choose to do, right? And so every week, Andy and I go on a date. And this past weekend, after we went for a walk and we enjoyed the gorgeous weather and ate at the park, I asked him if we could do Deepak's three questions, if he would do that with me. And he said, okay. And I know it isn't 
what most of us would consider, you know, a fun date night plan. Like, hey, let's get out a piece of paper and pen and journal together. I was so grateful that he was willing to do it because I will tell you, I have known Andy for 24 years and I've been married to him for about 21 of those years. And I learned things Saturday night on our date night that I have never known about him before. And sharing our thoughts and our feelings, sharing with each other our strengths and our weaknesses, our fears and our hopes, it brings us closer together. I adore and cherish him even more today than I did a day ago. And I didn't think that was possible. So I would encourage you to take time to delve into what your dharma and life purpose is, even if it doesn't feel comfortable and you're like, but I don't really want to, (laughs) okay? Just do it. I promise you will appreciate the time that you have taken to separate yourself from your titles and your roles, your accomplishments, and discover who you really are, what you really want, and how you can serve. Um, And the other thing that was fun is he came away from that date night with all three of his Dharma words, peacemaker, builder, teacher. And I just love all of those things because it really is him. And how this knowledge will influence what he does in his career, I don't know. Who knows? But that actually leads me to the last don't. Don't waste your time putting off taking action. Don't waste your time thinking, oh, I need to really nail down exactly what my purpose is and how it's going to play out and what's going to come next. Okay? Action creates the law of attraction. Taking action gives you feedback to let you know you are on the right path and living your truth. So don't get caught stalling and trying to figure out everything and trying to come up with the perfect words and the perfect plan to fulfilling your purpose. Let go of control and needing to know what comes next. Don't avoid taking action because you are thinking, oh, now that I know what my three words are, I need to come up with something big or new in my life. Or I've got to implement like a huge life change or create some new project or a business or a product that will revolutionize the world. Okay, don't waste your time taking small actions because you feel like you have to do this big thing. Dharma plays out in the everyday small moments of our lives. When I gave my nine-year-old a big, long hug yesterday, I said, Bear, this, this hug, is the most important thing I will do today. And I meant it. My three Dharma words are uplift, love, inspire. And I believe how I show up with the people I am closest to are the most important people I will serve. No worldwide podcast or new program I create for teens will be more important than hugging my nine-year-old and letting him know that I love him more than life itself. Don't put off taking action, wasting your time trying to convince people that what you are doing has worth or trying to convince them that this is the true you. 
Okay, this goes back to number one and putting stock in other people's advice and opinions and letting other people dictate your course and your path. If you waste your time trying to convince people what you are trying to do, it will hurt your feelings when your own siblings don't see value in what you're trying to accomplish or your extended family or your best friends don't understand why you are spending time the way you are. Okay? Don't put off taking action trying to convince others of what you're doing. Or for that matter, trying to convince yourself that what you're doing is worth it. Okay? So for months, I've been wasting my time trying to create the perfect way to pitch my online team program to schools across the nation. I have avoided, I have stalled, I have doubted myself and the idea. I have felt not good enough or not experienced enough. I have asked other people's opinions. I have been scared. I'll be embarrassed if no one wants to buy what I have to offer. But here is the thing. I will never know unless I just go do the dang thing, right? Do I want to live with regret and wonder what could have been and what if? Or do I want to fuel my purpose and just try? Just try. Just put myself out there and get the feedback. Take action and get the feedback. And honestly, it might not be the feedback that I want to hear, right? There might be a lot of no's from people. It might be hard getting my toe in the door and connecting with the right people who make the decision making. It might take time more than I want it to. But there might also be a yes in there from others. And if someone says yes to what I have to offer, I can get yoga to more teens. And if I can do that, that means I get to help more teens. And that also means I am fulfilling my God-given purpose to uplift, love, and inspire teens through yoga. And that means it is so worth jumping out of the comfortable ship and trying to walk on water, even if the waves are super scary and the winds are super fierce and it's easy to get distracted. I believe we are all meant to do impossible things. I believe you have unique gifts and talents and a way in which you were born to move through this world that is unlike anyone else on earth. I believe that discovering your dharma and purpose will not only bring you more fulfillment and joy when you identify them, but you will realize dreams you maybe never knew you even had, and you will bless humanity as a whole. Let's stop living small, you guys. Own your voice. Embrace your gifts. Live your truth. Identify your three words that embody your purpose and start living them. And don't let these five things get in the way of you doing just that. Thank you so much for listening in today and being a part of my podcast, Ohana. If what I have said resonates with you, please consider subscribing to Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors or making a one-time donation to Isha Warriors. 
Your donation and your support makes it possible for me to bring more yoga to more teens, doing more free in-person events, as well as sponsoring more teens with my online program. Isha Warriors gives teens a safe space to tap into their inner light, to develop mental toughness and emotional resilience while strengthening their physical body. It's magic. Help me bring it to more teens, y'all. And may you have a blessed day.